Hello, and welcome to We Talk, a podcast that explores the role of Waldorf education in helping children, parents, and families thrive in an ever changing world. We Talk is brought to you by Shining Mountain Waldorf School. Hello, wonderful We Talk listeners. Thank you so much for joining me today, yet again, on another episode. May this episode find you safe and warm and doing well in this December holiday time. On today's episode, I interview Maitreya Rose, who graduated just a few years ago from Shining Mountain. She's currently attending Boston University, where she is majoring in physics and environmental engineering. We talk through the pieces of her Waldorf education that inspired her and that have supported her in her work and her studies today, and also her future dreams and visions for making the world a better place in the many years ahead of her. Thank you for joining us. Welcome, Maitreya. Thank you so much for being on this episode of the We Talk podcast. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. To start at the very beginning, as one often does the story, <laughs> how long, Maitreya, were you a student at Shining Mountain? I was a student starting in seventh grade through 12th, so I believe it's six years, but I had been in Waldorf or like iterations of Waldorf since preschool. Nice. And what are some of your favorite memories of your six years there at Shiny Mountain? I think I, well, I mean, for like, there's certain blocks I really loved and like really influenced what I wanted to be later. I really loved embryology. I really loved like anything to do with physics, that type of deal. Um, I really loved a lot of our class trips. Weirdly, one of my favorite ones is probably the senior solos. I feel like the solo itself, you know, had its ups and downs, <laughs> but just, I feel like um, that was one of the times in the senior year where my class really felt like it was kind of gelling. I also really liked our Mesa Verde trip. I felt like that one, I just, I just have fond memories of that one. I feel like the community is, was a big part of the big moments I enjoyed. Completely. Yeah, I totally resonate with you on those on the class trips. Um, and they almost felt like they made everything else richer also, like, you know, your main lessons before and after um, just that whole community building experience that like you're all in it together. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like on class trips, I would make friends that like I wouldn't, they're not people I would sit next to in class or anything. So I feel like the friends I made later in high school all happened on class trips. Nice. So you mentioned that some of your favorite main lessons were embryology and anything having to do with science and physics. And you are indeed now um, majoring in physics and environmental engineering as a sophomore at Boston University. And can you share with our listeners a little bit about your first year there last year, um, maybe some of the challenges and some of the bright points? I think a very obvious one is COVID. I had decided to take a gap semester to study abroad in London last summer. Um, and so I got about seven weeks on campus. And I'd say that those seven weeks were probably the bright point. They were pretty great. I felt like I was somehow more social than I had ever been. I really, really liked my classes. I felt like 
Boston is really cool when it was up and running. It's such an academic city. And you go to the coffee shop and there's people from like MIT, which is insane. They're so smart. Um, <laughs> I It was just, it was really cool to be there. And then I think one of the biggest challenges has been COVID. And then I was expecting to be in college for a year straight because I was doing spring, summer, fall, spring. Um, but not being in London this summer and having to do Zoom then and then also getting back into Zoom now, I think the biggest challenge is just that I am so tired of looking at my computer. <laughs> I'm sure many of our listeners can resonate with that. Yeah. <laughs> We're all Zooming our lives away. Yeah, yeah. I know you have a limited experience of your time being in person at your classes, but in that time, what did you feel like was the greatest difference um, in terms of your classes, your community, and maybe your teachers um, in between Shining Mountain and Boston University? Well, I, I feel like um, college ramps it up a lot, uh, which I mean is just wherever you come from, college will hopefully ramp it up there it's I really enjoy school I always have really enjoyed school so I kind of get into a a rhythm where I feel really like the checking things off my to-do list makes me really happy so I really enjoyed that part of college especially when I was in Boston when I'm at home it's a little bit harder but I feel like one of the biggest differences with teachers and stuff is they won't come find you if they think you're struggling you have to go find them and I feel like once I started to do that, I genuinely don't really feel like my teachers were that different in the way that they had their relationships with me. Like when I when the Cowboy fire just happened, me and my family got evacuated. And one of my professors from spring emailed me and asked if I was okay. Like, I just feel like I have very close connections with a lot of my professors still, which is very encouraging because I feel like a lot of people were talking about how oh, in, in college, you just don't get as much support, but I think you have to seek it out and then you do get it. Yeah, I so agree with that, absolutely. And that you had the um, experience from before with your relationships with your teacher that you knew to seek it out, that that opportunity even was there for you, yeah. Um, people do, that's one of the reasons why, especially the good teachers teach because they want to support bright young minds to learn and to grow and to develop. I'm so happy that you've had a good experience in that, in that capacity. Um, so Maitreya, what prompted you to declare a major in physics and environmental engineering and how has it been going for you? And is it really hard to double major in both of those things? So BU has this program called interdisciplinary physics, which is kind of a big part why I chose BU, which is basically you're going to get a degree, a bachelor's in science and physics from Boston University, but you'll, you're basically choosing something else to go along with it. So I think technically what the term for what I'm going to do with that is biophysics and environmental studies, but it's the field I'm going into is physics and environmental engineering, hopefully with that. Um, and I chose to do that because I am very passionate about climate change and I don't really have the oomph to be an activist, I guess. So this is the way that I wanna go about fixing it. I wanna go into research for renewable energies and that sort of thing and try to be in the more scientific exploration of how we can fix this huge issue in the world right now. 
And is that what you would say is kind of the thrust of environmental engineering? I mean, so I think environmental engineering, yeah. So um, it's kind of like a subset of civil engineering and civil engineering does include like petroleum engineering and stuff like that. So I think it's just more specifically um, the environmental aspect, which is why I think I'm gonna mostly focus in biophysics because I do think I wanna go into the research aspect instead of the like um, design aspect of it all. But I, I, I did go back and forth a lot between like nuclear physics or biophysics. And I think part of it for me is that we do there, we will need to get off nuclear eventually. That's not where we can just end up. So I'd rather be in the, this is like very idealistic. I'd rather be trying to help find what the next step past that is. Excellent. Yeah. Good big picture thinking on your part. Yeah. And then like, as far as it's been going, I think it's been really hard on Zoom. Um, And I think everyone in person would say it's been really hard there as well. And it's hard to deal with people cheating on exams. And uh, I don't think a lot of people do, but the few people that do messes up the curve. And it is just a very hard major. So I think I definitely go up and down with how well it's going. (laughs) So there are people that are in-person learning right now? Kind of. Okay. Kind of a hybrid. It's like, uh, I think if I was there, I'd go to one lecture every three weeks because of the rotation. So kind of. <laughs> Not a huge incentive to be there. Yeah, in person. Wow. And that's such a, what a terrible thing that people are taking advantage of the system right now, you know? And I think there always have been those people, but it just is a little bit easier right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, it's, I don't think it's very many people. It's just like the few that do make it feel a little bit like, oh, well, if I get a C, I'm just, there's not a way to go up. (sighs) Yeah, yeah. So my chair, you've spoken a little bit to this about your, right, your ideal dreams for the future and what you want to do. Can you share a little bit more about that? Yeah. Um, Honestly, I'm not 100% sure what it looks like specifically. I'm a big believer in like, taking the steps that seem like the best steps and then whatever happens will happen. I think that's a little bit maybe from my bolder (laughs) upbringing. Um, But I would really like to be a part of the research into new renewable energy sources to just kind of make everything a little more sustainable. I wanna be able to have kids that can grow up in a world that I don't think is gonna catch on fire. And So I'm passionate about that. And ideally in my future, I can make steps to change the way things seem like they're going right now. And then I think ultimately someday I'll be a teacher. I think I'll probably do kind of what Mr. Moffat did. I remember he came and I thought that was such a cool thing. Like he did research and all that for a bit. And then he went to go be a teacher because I am, I like being around kids. I think it's also important to teach new people about things. So that might be like the final goal, but the intermediate is more of the research-based thing. And I want to just reflect back. You said, you know, you, you said something like you didn't have the, um, the energy or the character or the, or just even the desire to be like an activist. And, you know, in many ways, this is 
more important than being an activist. I mean, like is actually doing um, doing that work so that there are, so the activists can go out and say, right, like, hey, we need to implement this technology that is real and is <laughs> available. Um, yeah. Yeah, and push towards that. Thank you for caretaking for our future. Yeah. I <laughs> really hope it works out. It's a very lofty goal and I'm going to work hard to get there and we'll see what happens. Well, my trio with individuals like you at the, at the helm, I think we have, we're in good hands. Yeah. Of, um, your, uh, op- not just optimism, but your, your drive and your dedication and your passion. Um, actually, this is a question that just popped into my mind right now. Um, do you feel like, um, yeah, your upbringing, um, with your family, um, and, or your, uh, classes at Shining Mountain affected this interest in sustainability and working with the environment? I would say Shining Mountain, yeah, because I feel like um, it was just like being around people with those similar interests and like they, they canceled school to support everyone going to the climate march and stuff like that. So I feel like because of Shining Mountain, I did have the opportunity to be a little more like uh, into that aspect. I never really feel comfortable at marches. I always kind of freak out a little bit. I don't like social media or posting about anything. So clearly I'd be a terrible terrible activist but I think I kind of want to be (laughs) and I think that that drove it a little bit I also think I grew I've grown up on a farm and I see I see how hard it can be to live sustainably um and how hard it can be to like not drive and that type of thing and I think my mom is a little bit of a hippie in the best way possible I love her so much um But I think that that, the kind of like respect for the earth to say is, is kind of a way I don't like to say, but I think that's ultimately what it is, um, led me to think about this as a career path. And the fact that I loved science a lot as a kid, I think made it so it was kind of more of a clear direction to follow. If you could go back in time and uh, share a few words of wisdom or love or a blessing or something to your past high school self, what words might you share? Probably, I mean, take a gap year. There's going to be a pandemic. (laughs) Maybe also, I guess, like, just calm down a little bit. It'll be okay. You don't need to take everything so seriously. You can not need to be the best at everything and you can just try to be as good as you can be and that's enough yep wise words and reminders i think for all of us at all all points in our life the last bit maybe not take a gap year avoid the (laughs) (laughs) i wish we could do that (laughs) can we all just take a gap year right now (laughs) pause for a bit Uh, yeah Oh, my dear. Well, I truly feel inspired and grateful to you that you're out there doing this work, Um, whether you're in your home in Lyons on Zoom 
<laughs> pushing things forward or back in person, um, possibly in the spring? What are the plans right now for BU? Um, so BU has been, I didn't go because I didn't really trust the political environment around the pandemic, as well as the schools individually. I felt like they're all going to kind of mess it up. And I feel like a lot of them have. But BU has been testing people every three days. And I think they're the most cases they've ever had in a day is like 15. Usually they're getting zero to five. So with that, and then the fact that I think my physics professor is making a lab in-person mandatory next semester, I think I'll probably end up going back. I haven't decided if I'm happy about that or not. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, all these um, challenging choices that we're called to make right now. Yep. Yeah. Nothing is ideal, that's for sure. Well, if anybody is a model, I feel like of flexibility and go with go with um, what's asked of them. As I say this, I'm reminded of you, my dear, um, being playing a very special animal character in Into the Woods in the musical. <laughs> and your flexibility and your heart and your graciousness and stepping into that, my dear. You were so wonderful. Um, uh, I me. think that, that, that the Into the Woods is probably one of the highest bright points and the lowest low points as far as school went. <laughs> that was a challenging time. Yeah, but everybody pulled it off and it was amazing. It was really amazing. That's for you. Yeah. Well, dear Maitreya, thank you so much for spending some time with me today um, on this podcast. And um, I appreciate your being here. Thank you so much for having me. Take care. Thank you for listening to We Talk, brought to you by Shining Mountain Waldorf School and hosted by Nita June Navanzo. We Talk is made possible because of listeners like you who invest in the production of the show. Share your appreciation for what you've heard today. Help us explore the value of Waldorf education and preparing our children for the future by going to patreon.com forward slash We Talk Podcast. If you'd like to be interviewed, have a suggestion for an episode ahead, or simply wish to share feedback, please email us at wetalk at smwaldorf.org.